I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Welcome to Listen Now, the podcast where we go through the back catalogues of some of the most important and rockin'est bands of all time, starting with Australian pub rock legends, Cold Chisel. With me, as always, is my co-host, Sam Tonkin. Welcome, Sam. G'day, g'day. So good to have you here on your show. Thank you for having me hey, on also my show. Thanks so much for being here. <laughs> I, can't, I can't stress this enough. It's, it's a better show with you. Thank you. Than without you. Thank you very much. I've also been recording it by myself as well. Haven't put those episodes <laughs> out, but they suck. They're real bad. So bad, they're not even up. Exactly. I not even zup. I'm not even. <laughs> I'm um, pretty pumped today to be talking about the classic Cold Chisel. Which one isn't? But the classic Cold Chisel album, Circus Animals. Yeah. Released in 1982. Far out. Um, so it goes way back, March 1982, recorded the year prior in 1981. So just continuing to pump them out. Last week we talked about Swing Shift, which was recorded in 1981, and then they just moved straight in, back into the studio to do Circus Animals. East, the smash hit album this was following up, came out in 1980. In between all of this, in between East, um, Swing Shift being released and Circus Animals coming out, they they went over and did an American tour. Uh, they attempted. Well, I mean, <laughs> well they made, they did an American tour, but, you know, they, they didn't quite break into America. They were over there for about five weeks, and it was seen as a bit of a disaster. I think we talked about on previous episodes yeah. their record label over there. One of the producers thought it was a good idea to promote their, uh, their lead single, uh, My, My Baby, Baby, by sending the album around to all the radio stations in the country wrapped in a nappy or a um, diaper, as the who? the Americans call them. Christ almighty. D- diaper. Diaper. Yeah, we put in a diaper and My Baby get it. Why that. is it called a diaper? Uh, why is it called, called a nappy? nappy <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful questions, well asked. I appreciate all of that. So this, <laughs> so they, they kind of, they didn't make it over there. I've seen Don Walker talk about it more recently saying that, you know, in five weeks, no one's really going to make it. If they really wanted to make it, they needed to spend a couple of years over there, and he reckons they probably could have. In his opinion, they were probably the best band in the world at the time. Love that. And I'm bloody with you, Don, 100% behind you there in those thoughts. Um, But they they didn't have it in them. Basically, he was saying there was... You know, there's a bunch of reasons why they were sort of starting to fall apart. The band wasn't everything to them anymore like it was in the early days. They were all having mm, families all and relationships. Into relationships and priorities were changing. Yeah, and... exactly. So they just didn't have the, I guess they didn't have the fortitude to stick it out this time or they just didn't have the time or the ability to. Mm-hmm. So um, it all just started crumbling apart a bit. And, yeah, they didn't make it over. It is a real shame. I think it sounds like um, in different interviews it sounds like they all have regrets. I saw Mossy talking about it, saying that it's, it's a, 
you could tell that he still sort of feels the regret it's, that they didn't it's break still over there, there. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, which is it's a shame. But there's something kind of cool at the same time. It's like they're they're ours. Yeah, they're ours. They're solely ours. Huge band over here, and and relatively unknown around the rest of the world. So it's yeah. a it's a funny kind of scenario. But um, this album, Circus Animals, was really a response to the the uh, East album and also the failed American tour. Yeah, it was a bit of a. I think there's quotes from them saying that they never wanted to make something popular like that again. Yeah, Don Walker apparently said to Mark Opitz, the their sort of long term producer, commercial, yeah, commercially successful album like that ever again. Yeah, Mark Opitz was like, "What?" <laughs> Which I mean, and then coming straight off the back of was that like maybe in um, in spite of the American tour, like, well, if we're not going to be successful there, then let's just not be fucking successful. Like, I, I guess it was. Yeah, there's a lot of things going on. For, you know, sort of forget that they're all in their mid twenties still. So, oh yeah, they're, they're feeling like emotions. Children, you know, they're basically still going through puberty. <laughs> Chemicals are flowing week. through the brain, and <laughs> but they, I think, I think in part they were just like, we made, we made what we think of as a, a perfect pop rock album. So they're like, well, let's not. We don't want to just do that again. Like other bands would, they just go, oh, let's just make that yeah, album let's again. Bounce off that success. But I kind of like how they're like, no, Kings let's. Let's try and do something totally different. Uh, and it still sound, totally sounds like a Cold Chisel album, but they yeah. just threw their rule book out the yeah. way they used to make songs. Jimmy Barnes has said, it's not like we were making, we were inventing new styles of music. Yeah. Said, he, I read somewhere he said, all this kind of music had been done before, just not by us. Yeah. Which is an interesting quote. But it was funny when um, uh, there was an interview where Mark Opitz was talking about how Don Walker came up to him and said, I don't want to make another commercial <laughs> album. Don, Mark Opitz in the studio going, well, what are we? What are we, what, we you want to make an unsuccessful yeah, yeah. album? <laughs> yeah. And then he goes, thank God for Steve Prestwich. Because Steve Prestwich had written a couple of yeah, ready-made hits. Yeah, a couple of bangers on this one. What a dark horse. The drummer just sitting at the back, Liverpudlian. Liverpool. 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 And uh, he's written, I reckon he's written some of their best songs. Well, I think he wrote gonna... quite a small percentage of their songs, but and they're like they're nearly all bangers. bangers. Yeah, wild. Let me just have a look here. He uh, he actually did should mention passed away in two thousand eleven. Yes. Uh, following surgery to remove a brain tumor, which is sad. Yeah, it ha- and it happened quite quickly. I think he I think he uh, had a surgery for one, uh, recovered from that, and, and a fair bit of time went past if I'm remembering correctly, from Barnsley's book. Mm. And then another one came up and, and went in for, uh, two weeks later was in for surgery and, and didn't survive it. Just never Just regained re- consciousness. Real quick. And, um, yeah, very sad. Yeah. But we're, I mean, that's years in the future. We're only up to 1982. Steve Presswich is still alive and well and writing hit records. Records. So maybe we should just jump straight into uh, everyone's favourite section of the show, uh, What's Up. What's Up with Adrian Zup. So Adrian Zup has uh, reviewed all the Shizzle albums. Love it. I'm going to make him a little shitty Photoshop that we can just put on our uh, socials. I think Zup would be stoked with that. Knowing Zup as I do, imagine if Zup could review your Photoshop one day. Would that be a dream come true? Is that like Zupception? Yeah. Well... Sure. 
Having not under- known uh, what Zupception was as a concept till now, I'm mm. going to say yes, it is. Excellent. Love that. Okay, so this is the words from the pen of Adrian Zupp, the great man. Colchisel opened the 80s with their most widely accepted and artfully constructed album, East. Following it up was a tall order for the Aussie quintet, but they did the trick admirably with Circus Animals. Uh, bracket, a live album, Swing Shift, was released in the period between the two studio discs. Close bracket. A ten-song stew of the band's signature guitar and piano-driven ballads and rockers. It further confirmed Chisel's depth and breadth as a creative unit. From the outset of Circus Animals, the boys come crashing in through the window like a bunch of rowdies with hell raising on their minds. <laughs> Cranking out the guitar rot wheeler. You got nothing I want. The Whoa. guitar rot wheeler. Tell you what, Zup is, is moving into the Don Walker urban poet territory there. I've got some extra... Um... As opposed to the, obviously the bush poets, the bush poets, which well. Don can also do. Don covers all. Don can do both kinds of poetry. Never question Don. No. The uh, I got a bit more of that uh, review actually. Oh, he rated it. A- more of the Zup review. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I'm not done. Oh, sorry, sorry, I'm cutting over. Please continue. <laughs> I'm reading the with full your, review with your Zupness. We don't go half Zup here. <laughs> I'm not going out half Zup. Full Zup or no Zup. Half cocked and fully Zupped. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Singer Jimmy, would you, you feel free no, to no, take No, 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 nope, it's all you, you got it. I feel like I'm, I'm already hogging this You're episode. You're all zup over it. Zupped. I'm, zup, I'm zup, all zup, zup over it. I'll get, I'll get a good one in by the end of the episode. <laughs> it feels like it should be easy, but we're, we're the, taking a lot of swings and misses. <laughs> I think I'm in the wrong part. Um, you know, if Don Walker was here. Oh, geez, he would have made he would have, I'm already embarrassed. The thought of Don him was one here. day listening. Does Don anyone doesn't. know Don? Can can someone get us in touch with Don, please? I if know he's a busy man. But yeah. If he could get in the studio with us, that'd be amazing. Just you know, just to lay down a few tracks. Just a, <laughs> just a good 10 to 15 hours with us would yeah. be super, super handy. I love watching him be interviewed. He's, he's so, so fun. He's so serious. He's serious, but so funny. Yeah. He's just super dry. It's so I'm dry. A big fan so of. dry. But I would, <laughs> it would be even on the phone. Look, I'd be willing to take a call from Don. Oh my god! The Don. You know when people talk the about Don. the Don as being like the big man, I think they're talking about Don Walker, I not Don Bradman. About Don Bradman. Not Don Bradman. Oh. Not Don Trump. The Don. No. They're talking about Don, Don Walker. What about the Don sausage? Is Don? Oh, is Don is, is good. good? I think that that is also about Don Walker. Is Don, is Don sausage is good? <laughs> let's let's call Don Walker the sausage. <laughs> so you got maple syrup moss. Oh my god! Sausage Don. Honey Gravel Barnes. Honey Gravel Barnes. Uh, and Les. Les? You and get, he left the band before they even recorded and you've, you haven't even... Oh, I thought he came back. Oh, never mind. What about Steve? Steve. The oh, pool. The Liverpool. Like, super, he's just Super Steve to me. Super Steve. And Phil Small? Phil Small, the big boy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's funny, whenever you hear him talking about it, he's like, he's, uh, Jimmy Barnes would be like, Phil always with his hair perfect, not a hair out of place. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, he was like, looks like he's he was like their pretty boy. Oh, the that. ladies love Phil Small. Phil Small. Phil Small hitting the big time. Anyway, Zup goes on. So he he's already talked about the rock rot wheeler. <laughs> you got nothing I want, which is uh, Jimmy Barnes's uh, album opener. It's the only Jimmy Barnes track on the album. Only Jimmy Barnes written track on the album. And he wrote it in direct response to the American producer. Yeah. You got nothing I want. 
Uh, Fuck you. And apparently in his book, I'm pretty sure he said that he sent a copy to that producer. (laughs) I love that. Which is sort of funny. You'd be like, oh, cool. You wrote a thank you. You wrote a song. You're still thinking about me, Jimmy. (laughs) What is it? Sorry I I hurt your feelings so much. But um, Still on your mind. In one interview I was watching just before with Jimmy Barnes, he talked about this producer and he said he's he's still in the business, but he's he's in movie business now, quite Mm. a successful guy. So, you know, that nappy slash diaper Uh, blue sky thinking has taken him places. Poor big boy small. (laughs) Oh, yeah, big boy small who wrote my baby. Anyway, let's get on with the zup. (laughs) So uh, that's opening uh, album opener, You Got Nothing On. And it says, singer Jimmy Barnes wrote the song about the frustration of a recently completed US tour that had imploded ingloriously. As he belts out the number, Barnes's voice sounds like a buzzsaw blade that's flown loose and ripped through a bunch of parked cars. <laughs> <laughs> Guitar star, oh, that's nice. Guitar star Ian Moths. Mm. Ian Moths. Ian Moths. <laughs> Flew away. Get your Ian Moths balls uh, <laughs> in your cupboard. Isn't that to get rid of him? Yeah. But I want uh, Ian Moths. <laughs> Guitar star Ian Moths. <laughs> Takes over the lead vocals for the second track, the up-tempo jangler Come Thumper. <laughs> Come Thumper. <laughs> <laughs> Can you just read that again for me? <laughs> the, up-tank- <laughs> the up-tempo jangler Come Thumper. <laughs> Which is our favourite. This is where the name of the uh, show comes from. Listen now to the opening I've words. Never- Never thought of it as a, as a cum thumper, but equally. <laughs> now that I've heard that, I can't think of it as anything but a cum thumper. <laughs> so we saw we saw him play it last night at the Palais in St Kilda, and it was an absolute cum thumper. <laughs> it, we should maybe after the review we'll talk a little bit about seeing Bow River live. Oh my god! It's the god. first time I've I've seen Mossy play it live. Both of us. So one more time, the up tempo jangler cum thumper Bow River. <laughs> Which tells a typical chisel tale of a working class battler who dreams of better things. It sounds pretty bloody straya. This is the cum thumper sort of stuff is why people tune in, don't you think? It's for a pretty serious look at a classic Australian band. How do we lead this episode? Like, can people just listen to shorts where it's just us talking about cum thumpers? Yeah, I I think maybe we should release it. Wasn't that the band that's saying... Takes a jizzy drink. <laughs> he takes has a spammy drink. He has a sploogy drink. <laughs> he has a sproggy drink. Sings the songs that remind him of the cum times. <laughs> he sings the songs that remind him of the better times. Uh, oh, <laughs> So, so the song, so um, Moss didn't only sing it; he also wrote this one. And it's all. Oh, it, yeah. It's. It, I remember reading it was inspired by. I mean, I'm saying this, and then he's probably going to bloody just say it in a second anyway. True. Zup. I don't want to put words in Zup's mouth. No, you can't up Zup. But oh, can't better. up Zup. That's better. That's better. We're getting there. So <laughs> end of the episode. Yeah. One out, one out of a hundred. At the, end, end of the end of the episode, we should have a victory sip out of our cuppers up. Oh, cuppers up. A warm cuppers Campbell's, up. Campbell's cuppers up, extra nudes. But uh, Bow River was written by Moss. It was uh, it was kind of inspired by a memory. I think his brother used to work yeah, there up, on a cattle farm. Up north. Up north. Also, Bow River is actually like a tiny creek. Love it. 
I, I love, think it's I'll, just Bow Creek. Hey, you dress for the job you want. <laughs> <laughs> Back to Zup. I'm, I'm I keep shutting up Zup. No, I'm I'm shutting up Zup. I'll I'll let Zup speak through Please. me. I'm I'm but a medium for Zup. <laughs> I'm but a vessel. Butter vessel. I'm butter vessel. You're a butter vessel. Yeah, keep yeah. me in the fridge. Come plumbing vessel. Uh, so Bow River tells a typical chisel tale of a working class battler who dreams of better things, and then it quotes the lyrics: "I don't want to see another engine line. Too many years, and I owe my mind. First set of wheels." Heading back to Bow River again. The first thing you know, I'll be back in Bow River again. Moss also chips in with a guitar solo that would take many better known names from the axe grinding fraternity back to school. This song last night, it was just shred central. Oh my good God, Lord Jesus, Moss. World class guitarist. It was fucking excellent. His voice. We talk about that being maple syrup, but maple his guitar style—it's just so such an easy playing style. But he just shredding up and down. My face was melting. What it was face melting it was stuff. Fucking good, amazing. Uh, other highlights include Hound Dog, not to be confused with Lieber and Stoller's Hound Dog, a gripping, grueling riff fest road song, the strip club tom tom beat of the Slinky Numbers Fall, the bent halo ballad when the war is over, and the coup de grace. Probably not pronounce that right. It's got a what's that little arrow over an A do? Is that coup de gras? Probably is. Coup, the Coke frenzy rock of the mini epic letter to Alan, written for the band's deceased roadie Alan Dallow. Another hail of bullets solo from Moss in brackets. That's something to talk about. So they their long term roadie Alan Dallow died in this sort of tragic accident, car mm. accident, and I believe it was him who helped pull one guy in there from safety even though he was trapped in the car, yeah. knowing that he was going to get him out before bursting into flames, knowing he was a Probably goner. not going to, yeah. Absolute hero. Uh, Zup goes on to say, Cold Chisel were as Australian as kangaroos, meat pies, rugby, and Holden cars, and typically the songs were filled with local references. Love Don't it. know why, rugby's an, an English yep. uh, sport. Yep. Surely Aussie rules football's a reference there, Zup. Look, I, is Zup Australian? Have we figured that out? No, I mean that some of those references make me start to think he's not. He's not Australian. If he's calling rugby, rugby, or, maybe it's rugby league because that's such a. Oh, even rugby. I don't know. I know we're probably sorry, Zup. Who am I to question the great Zup? Oh, I think I've just found him on LinkedIn. Ooh, she should connect. <laughs> Uh, let me just close this out. He says, The album cover even features the band in front of a dilapidated trailer in the middle of the salt flats of the vast Australian desert. But then this was a group acutely proud of their roots, a band that actually redefined Down Under Rock and was deserving of a much more prominent place on the world's rock and roll stage. Hear, hear, Adrian's up. Mm-hmm. It's a great review. Uh, although the only word I'd change is rugby to Aussie rules. Yeah, I don't know why. I just don't know. Mm-mm. He's obviously, if he's from Australia, he's from the northern states. Yeah. And they do not respect the great game of Australian rules football. No, they do not. Unlike everywhere else in Australia, who bloody get it. They know. Mate, they get it. They fucking, they just fucking get it. They know? just get it, mate. They just... Yeah, so the the album cover, which I maybe is my favourite cover of all their albums. Yeah, it's fucking cool. It's a beautiful photo. You've, you've got, I've got the it, I've got it vinyl in real LP life here. Right in front of us. Look so it. it's. I'll post a picture it's almost, so everyone knows what we're talking about. The horizon. Who's in their jocks? I'm not sure. <laughs> the horizon basically splits the album down the middle. Blue, beautiful blue skies above. They're on a salt flat, aren't they? 
white salt flat below, and they're standing uh, just just under the horizon. Obviously, they're not floating above it. Um, with an old school caravan just sitting around, and I'm I'm pretty sure Don Walker had the idea. He's like, I just want the photo, the cover, to be a photo that could be nowhere but in Australia. Excellent. Uh, I think yeah. it's Jimmy Barnes standing in his jocks, actually. Yeah, Reg Grundy's. Reg Grundy's. The picture on the back's pretty cute. They all look really happy and smiley and shit. That's nice. Like, you hope to think a, they're having a, having a good time. Yeah, I mean, Steve Prestwich in the middle especially looks like he's having a great time. Yeah, he's having a good laugh. <laughs> if you, if you, looking Can at we... Barnsley's face there, you think that's him having a good time. You... I reckon that's okay, him. Okay, maybe except for Monday Barnsley. morning coming down. <laughs> yeah. Or probably Tuesday morning, Wednesday well, morning, any morning coming down. It just looks like he's pondering if you can smoke the white floor. I reckon what he's doing there is going, take the fucking photo. <laughs> 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 that's what his face is, is looking like to me. Ian Moss has already checked. I like that they've got a basket of fruit here, though. That's nice. Oh, yeah. Keeping healthy, boys. Well love, done. Love that for you. Yeah, you got to keep the fibre in your diet. But, um, yeah, Jimmy looks like us at a family event when one of the aunties whips out an iPad to take 4,000 fucking photos. Yeah. Well, it was like last night at the Mossy concert where um, we got someone <laughs> pass her by. She looked like a real normal middle-aged woman, but she was a character she and took her time. She was having a good night out. <laughs> her uh, husband was having less of a good night out, <laughs> and I said to him, I think I can tell who is driving, and he just looked at me dead in the eyes and said, yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That was a great show. Should we talk about that a little bit? So Ian Moss is touring his 30-year anniversary of his debut solo album, Matchbook. Matchbook which, which was we'll... released the year before I was born. Yes, and we'll talk about it in its own episode coming up, so we'll probably talk more about the concert then, yeah. the performance. But it was, a, it was a great fun show. They played, um, him and his band played a few chisel tracks. Yeah, a few chisels. They closed out with Bow River, which oh. is track two on this album. Ultimate. Are they... Yeah, which is probably it's the maybe the ultimate chisel song. Yeah, I didn't realize that everyone else like it was such a cult fan like fan favorite. Yeah, I thought it was just us. I think it's beyond cult. It's, it's just a. It's just it's, is. Yeah, it's it one of their is. their fan favorite tunes. Well, they also played my baby. Uh, yep. Without and without a diaper in sight. They thank, played thank uh, choir girl from East oh, yeah. as well. They that played was, a few tracks from East. They, they yeah, played. that seemed to be the best or the most. Um, used album yeah uh, he also played a few songs off his new album which is cool titled i hadn't heard Ian the Moss. new album before so I, I was listening to it on the way home and i'm i'm into it you're about it yeah we'll probably talk more about that in the in the, in the matchbook episode as yeah. well we'll just do, yeah, a, we'll do a ian moss we'll do a moss moss, a moss fest moss fest moth well moth fest Ian Moths. moth fest 2019 i'm gonna make a shitty photoshop about ian moths uh, the ages Philippa Hawker reviewed circus animals at the time, and I've found it. There's a, um, a website which has the actual clip of the paper, which is fun to look at with old ads and stuff. Oh, yes. She goes through all the songs. You know, she doesn't have quite the language of Zup, mm -hmm. but she's talking 1982. So Zup's got a little, he's, he's got, Zup's you know, a couple of more ahead. decades of, of language to use. She calls, for instance, rather than a rotwheeler, she calls it, you've got nothing I want, a raw, contemptuous rocker. It's no cum thumper, though. That's no cum thumper. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, what did she call it? Bow River, she doesn't call it a cum thumper. She calls it, uh, she says it gathers pace with a tearaway guitar break. Nice. But I think the, the line that 
I'll read out. It's how she sort of concludes. She goes, I regarded Cold Chisel as overrated when they first hit the scene with a splash, but they have established themselves as a consistent, powerful outfit with strong instrumentals, vocals, and writing. All these qualities have come together on Circus Animals for the first time. Mm. Come That's together a... and right had a thump now. for the first time. Come thumping. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. It's a, it's a cracking album. Do we, is there much else we want to talk about before we start going through the tracks? Not really, because it's a pretty fucking good album, and I am keen to have a chat about the songs. Yeah, me too. It's In terms of... I mean, we'll go through it now, but the first three tracks, I don't, I'd, I'd love to find an album which has a better opening three tracks. Yeah, you. I mean, you you guys know how we feel about a good album opener, and this one is just starts with fire. Yeah, this is, I mean, this is probably what we're talking about when we talk about Chisel's great album openers. I think every album they've had up until this point has started with a cracking a rocker. Banger. Yeah. Um, so let's hear a bit of it now. We can this just is, get straight in. This is the uh, Rot Wheeler. How, yeah, this is when you, you know, you've just bought the album for the first time. You're about to sit down and listen to it. You don't know what to expect. This is what you are met with. And it is, uh, it's basically a, a hate letter written to the American <laughs> music executive. So it's not too positive there, really, is it? you got nothing uh, I want, you got nothing I need. They're the two major um, groups of things as well. He's wants, a, and needs. wants and he's needs. He's got none of either. you got neither of them. Um, it's, a, it's a cracking tune. Let me see how I get towards... It, it gets harder. It... It's just a... It's, it's a, it's a rot wheeler. It is a rock wheeler. This bit here where he gives it the... Oh, so good. good. Well, let's hear a bit of the Cum Thumper by River, which is, you know... Listen. And we, we've talked about this in the past. It's, it's not our favourite version of it, but no. I mean... We also talk about it uh, in the earlier episodes that the band themselves say they it took them a long time to start capturing the live sound. I think Barnsley said they didn't do it until after they reformed. Yeah. Yes. Um, so uh, I think we'd say this isn't this isn't this their isn't, best version of it, but no. it is still a cracking song, even in this original form. I reckon Bow River. It is an absolute cum thumper. <laughs> <laughs> We're children. Yeah. I'm an adult, man. Last night singing along to this. Uh, so 
Here last in, song and he said, everyone get up for this one. Yeah. And I was real happy about that because so, this would have sucked singing down. I mean, it was kind of weird sitting down for the whole concert. It was weird. Yeah, I felt like, I'm dancing sitting. I was, yeah, I was like dancing and having a bop. We'll talk about it later. We'll talk about it later. Getting too sucked into it. Only six days separates me. This is a big builder. Oh, live version. Even even longer of a build. Yeah. A little tempo change here. Drums have rocked up. And then, well, let's get to what do you call the? It's the sort of shredding. Oh yeah, Barnsley just I still can't it up. hit that note singing. <laughs> Anyway, absolute cracker. So that's track one and two. Obviously, we're it, off to a fucking fly. We're off to a fly. You got to you got to listen to the album in its entirety, of course. Um, but let's keep moving along. Track three. This one, I mean, this song's been around my whole life. It's just one of those ones. It's one of their big hits. Mm-hmm. It was one of the Steve Presswich songs, and one of the ones that Mark Opitz was like, "Thank God for <laughs> for Steve <laughs> Presswich because he's gonna." The rest of the band, it's funny that Don Walker didn't want to write hits and he kind of, none of his tunes ended up being hits on this album. Uh, the other members' songs did. Mm. So we've started with a Jimmy Barnes song, then we had Mossy. a Mossy song and then a Steve Presswitch song. Oh. And they're the three, probably the three biggest tracks off it. Well, the other, the fourth track off of it is another Steve Presswitch, isn't it? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. When the war is over. So, um, but yeah, this song is so good. And it's. I reckon maybe this is, I was starting to think we should maybe we should make another playlist on our Spotify that is it's like the quintessential cultures or so it'll almost be a greatest hits, but the songs for a beginner, the ones they have to hear. And I would yep. I'd put the first three tracks of this on there. Anyway, so he, here is uh, Forever Now, track three. It's it's a low-key banger. Just banger. a p- beautiful pop tune. So catchy. That beautiful maple syrup guitar tone. Maple syrup mossy. The moth. The moth. Mothy. I guess it's interesting as well, I guess, depending on the songwriter, their instrument, you can sort of hear it as well. Yeah. Like the drums right there, and it's a Steve Prescott song, which makes sense. Get a little bit of the chorus before we move on. It's, it's kind of the kind of chorus that now it, it just feel, it almost feels obvious the melody, right? But it's just because it's been around. Yeah, I know what forever. you mean. Because it kind of changes. Mm. So good. Yeah, sorry that we keep singing along, but they're just, you can't sit here. Like, we're having a little dance as we're recording, listening to it. 
and you just you can't help but sing along. It's a real it? trap. <laughs> it's, it's so hard. <laughs> Which so you can. Um, I the concert last night. How I was in row L, row loser. Row, I with, with, lit- and who was on either side of you? I, I literally rocked up, <laughs> and there were seats either side of me were empty. They didn't show up. <laughs> so I was sitting there. It was pretty funny, but um, I ended up getting a. I found another seat um, front and center, which was pretty cool to watch the second half of the show. Yeah, nice. But. Yeah, I mean, it was meant I'm dancing, sitting and dancing. with. I had, I had a bit of room to move, though. I could get the arms out. Yeah, get the elbows. Yeah. I was having a little bop along, and old mate next to me was just some cranky old bloke that was just kind of, like, greasing me off sideways because I was, like, tapping my foot. You're enjoying the show. Sorry, I'm much. enjoying the show, mate. I it, dead set thought the person in front of me was going to tell me to be quiet at some stage when I was singing. They thought they were there for a night at the opera. Yeah, that. I mean, that... Wank. Me, my um, tone deaf singing style would <laughs> be pretty. I'd, I'd try to be more aware of it now since I learned. Have I ever told you this? My uncle Mick on the other side of the family. Oh, yeah. Sam's my cousin for first time listeners. Yep. And uh, I, I, it got back to me via my cousin that I ruined. I went to Leonard Cohen with him and I was off my chops. <laughs> and I sang every word to every song a bit too loud, apparently, and kind of <laughs> ruined the <it> not- <laughs> Really? Yeah. And obviously. <laughs> Since then, Leonard has passed, and I'll never have the chance. To, I'm like, well, when he tours next, I'll buy a ticket for him and make up for it, but I, I'll never be able to do that, unfortunately. I've apologised to Mick every time I've seen him. I just like that you were off chops at Leonard Cohen. Like, this is the last person I would imagine. Oh, no. Were you the only person off chops? Oh, Was probably. Was everyone else, like, 80-plus? Yeah, I'd been day drinking beforehand at oh. some sort of a lunch thing. Dangerous. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so now we get on to track four. This is, I'd say this is, well, this is Dom Walker's first track, and it's also the one that I found the hardest to get into. Yeah, same. Agreed. 100%. Uh, I think it builds great, and it's, it's. I'm into it now, but mm. it's, uh, I love that tom-tom drum. Oh, yep, yep, yep. Which apparently Don and Steve were playing around with a lot in the studio, and it's ended up in about three of the tracks. Oh, Okay. But yeah, this Taipan melody, I find it a bit harder to get into, but I've been looking into the Taipans of the snake, one of the most uh, dangerous in the world, most deadly. Are they in Australia? Yeah, the Australian native of course they are. snake, the Taipan. Yeah, and if the heat don't get you, the Taipan will. will. So basically, if you come to Australia, you're fucked. But this is what they talk about as well. Australia this album is, is so Australian. Actually, I might read. There's an, another review I found which really talks about how how it's such a quintessentially Australian album. Does that count as a pause? Oh, it's almost a pause. Almost. Almost a pause. Half pause. Uh, let me get take this forward a little bit where it goes up a notch. Oh, I've landed in the same spot basically. I reckon it's about to build. Here we go. <laughs> it's really building. Here it goes. I love a builder. It tricks you. It's the difference between you and me. I love a builder. You like you want it just to be hard start to finish, right? Yep. This bit is just bang sick. For it. It's all tension, build and release. Yeah. This is the drop. I'm a, this is the drop. <laughs> Wait for the drop, guys. No, I'm such a millennial. I got no patience. Um, what do they call it? I want immediate 
gratification. Yeah. <laughs> Shreddy, mothy shred. Mothy. All right, then we go into, so that's track four. Track five, which, I, yeah, I think is probably my least favorite on the album, but it's, it's grown on me the more I listen to it. And then we've got Hound Dog, track another Don. But this one is just a banger. Start to finish, it's a, it's a what do they call it, a road song. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. That old yes. bluesy bass line. And... I, I love a song that just starts with shredding, just right off the bat. It's high. Not here to fuck spiders. Yeah. Straight off the bat. Did you grow up with not not here to fuck spiders as a saying? Uh, no, only learnt it in the last I reckon five years. Yeah, right. It, it does seem like it's got bigger recently. Yeah. But when I was a kid, in my well, we grew up in a similar area. Yeah. It was when I'd eat a fuck fish. What the fuck? Yeah. So I was when people started saying spiders, I'm like, that's weird. It's not alliterative or anything. But now I've tried to Google it, and fuck fish is not not a big one. I think fuck fish is way more pleasing to say. We're not here to fuck fish. We're not here to fuck fish. Same so, meaning. If you don't know the saying, that means we're not here to muck around, basically. Yeah. We're right, here, here, we're we here to get a job done. Yeah. I'm dog sitting on the side of the highway blues. I will regret. We'll regret singing along to this if oh, I ever listen bad. back, which I'll try not to do. <laughs> so this this starts off rocking and it rocks harder as it goes. So there's this little break down the middle, a little bridge, and then it... Oh, just that... This is Jimmy doing this. The honey. The honey. This is a little honey from Jimmy and then a bit of gravel. So sharp. Damn. It's, it's a cracker. All right, so that's handling. That closes track uh, side one. Side one. And then we move on to side two. Opens with Wild Colonial Boy, which has this real nice, smooth sort of opening. Yeah, I actually, I like. I woke up. I was on camp last week. I'm still at uni for listeners unsure. Uh, I went hiking around the high plains of Victoria. You call that university? Back yep. in my day, <laughs> we'd be sitting down in a room reading a book. Yep. And uh, not actually reading the book, and it cost you 100 bucks to buy. <laughs> yeah. Just bringing it every day. Spark notes. <laughs> <laughs> but I woke up one morning with this stuck in my head. Just like woke up, and I was just like... It's very smooth. And that drama's beginning. I, I consider this as our like our intro tune. That oh yeah, yeah. kind of nice. This is another love this song. I hadn't heard this before a couple of months ago. Mm-hmm. It builds. It's you know it's a five minute track. So it's a is it really? It's uh, yeah. There's a few longer ones. This Hound is... Dog's also a five minute track. Oh, these ones. See, sometimes like you feel like it's a five minute track, and sometimes you just like yeah, you're just like oh shit. It moves right. along at a nice click. Um, also, I've just been looking up the uh, definition of not here to fuck spiders or the origin, and I did find um, also can be used around women and children as not here to fornicate with arachnids oh. because you don't want to say spiders in front of women and children. <laughs> <laughs> women and children are a bit sensitive to words like spiders. 
We're not here to fuck. Well, oh, we're not here to fuck. That's so funny. Yeah, Pilates only. Yeah, they they were saying that they were writing that from the days when bars was pubs were split into different sections. The women's bar out the front. Do you remember that was? I'm well, not. Do you remember? It was before we were born. But <laughs> but apparently, apparently back in the day, not that long ago, maybe like the 60s. Yeah. Um, there was used to be the women's lounge. Oh. Where women weren't allowed into the the main part of the bar. <laughs> Children also had their own bar. <laughs> Much lower. Was short, yeah, ergonomic. <laughs> ergonomic they were yeah. big on ergonomics. And they, they had smaller <laughs> glasses of beer. <laughs> uh, for, you know, they're being sensible. If they're yeah. going to serve children, we're not going to give them a full pint. Yeah, exactly. Just a Please. schooner. We've got an RSA to worry about. Yeah. <laughs> Responsible service of alcohol. Uh, All right, so then I, I reckon every track, Taipan... Took me a bit, and then uh, this next one, no good for you. So those three, there were three Don, Don works in a row. Then no good for you. This one here is another Mossy, which is just a you know just a smooth pop, sort of pretty straightforward pop rock tune, sung by Barnsley but written by Mossy. This one, you were saying it's got a bit of the boss about it. Yeah, I just I wish I could remember what song it reminded me of. It's either. It's either Bruce Springsteen or like a John Mellencamp oh, yeah. type of just the, even just like the intro bit, just like the dun dun dun. Yeah. She's no good for you. So I think I think it's a it's a great solid album track. You it's, could, a, it's it's not quite a filler, but it's not a standout. Yeah. You know? But it, it it kind of has that kind of smooth single vibe about it as well it could like it could get radio play but it's just not it's a, it's, it's a perfect track seven yep yeah yes uh then we got numbers fall it's a little bit different again who wrote this one this is another don walker what did the on that uh the age article Uh, uh, the reviewer describes it as says numbers fall bumps and grinds Tom Waits style oh okay I think I can kind of hear what she means but it kind of yeah it turns in it this is the one you're saying has got a bit of a like a cabaret vibe towards the end as well yeah um in the chorus, it's got maybe. like as in like you'd have a line of people doing the kick up thing, you know, when they're just like dead. Yeah, the chorus line. Yeah, that one. Yeah, chorus line. Thank you. This bit. I think it's just the symbols on the. Right. Just that's where like the kick would. Yes, there's another one. It's just it's a solid number eight. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I'd say those those two fall into that category. Taipan's kind of a is a bit like a more of a difficult one to get into, or was for me. But then yeah. once I once I cracked it, yep. I got into it. And then no good for your numbers fall. I think are just real solid solid tracks. They're what I would um, call but like but there's so many beige. because the album's got so many bangers. I yeah. reckon on another album, both those songs could be some could of the be better tracks. Yeah. This album's so good. Uh, and then we go track nine, so it's ten tracks all together. Track nine, 
is this one's like an iconic Australian song. You'll hear this has been covered a million times. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, was an, it was the second one written by drummer Steve Prestwich. It's called When the War Is Over. Um, Farnsey sings it live sometimes. Well, I saw a list of it. There, there's a there's a video on YouTube of. Farnsey singing it live in a stadium somewhere with and with special guest Barnsey. Ladies oh. and gentlemen, Mr. Jimmy Barnes. <laughs> Farnsey and Barnsey. Yeah. Farnsey and Barnsey. What have I died and gone to heaven? <laughs> <laughs> you normally don't really like slower tunes, so where do you where does this one sit with you? This one's I don't know, maybe it's because I'm so familiar, but I think this is just such a fucking good song. It's a and beautiful it's so song. beautiful. Yeah. Um, That's Steve Presswich. He knows what he was on about. I think I like it as well because it's you got Mossy's honey. Yeah. For the, t- the what maple. is it? The first two. Sorry, maple. The maple. For the first two verses, and then Jimmy comes in later, and it just like goes to this huge build, and it's just like it's. I don't know. It's like Mossy's holding back, and he's like you know yeah. sad, and then Jimmy gets to that point. You know when you're so sad that you're just like. <sighs> The stages of grief. Yeah, yeah, it is. The whole song is the seven stages. It's one of the... I mean, these are all the weapons that Cold Chisel had or have. Mm. They've got basically five great songwriters, five songwriters who've written classic, all-time classic songs. Yeah. You've also got two versatile, super talented singers. Mm-hmm. And interestingly... Well, even Don. Remember Don, that clip of Don? Or yeah, and he, he ends up... Um, I don't think he was super confident with his vocals at this point, oh. but he he gained them when he uh, did some solo albums. And then Steve Prestwich as well, also a great voice, but they're, they're just he? not required, yeah. Oh, shit, man. So they're just such a versatile band. So many different skills. And, Get uh, to the, um, just for uh, time's sake, yeah, find the Jimmy bit. The honey gravel. It's just so fucking good. And this is where he's starting to feel the pain. Yeah. It's when he turns to gravel. together. Just so bloody good. This uh, fun so, fact about this song was uh, on the very first season of Australian Idol, which I think was like 2001 or something, mum used to let me text in for Rob Millsy Mills because she had a crush on him. Oh. Cost like, I tell you my like Rob Millsy Mills story? No. I mean, this was barely a story, but when I was in, <laughs> I was in Ireland backpacking when I was 22, yeah. it's a while back, yeah. and um I was in an Irish pub, uh, maybe in Dublin, I think, and I had a big handlebar mustache that grew like an inch down below my chin. Yep. And uh, he came up to me and goes, "No, his mate. No, he came up to me and goes, hey, hey, mate. Um, I was wondering, would you be up for having a photo with me and my friend? And his friend had a like a small mustache. <laughs> so I've got this, and I'm like, yeah, sure. Can I also get a photo? So I've got this photo of me looking like, what the fuck is going on? Why does Rob... I'm in a photo here Millsy. in Ireland with Rob Millsy Mills. Oh, my God. It was real surreal. That's real strange. 
Because it, it would have been just. It would have been when? So when do you reckon he was on it? It was a few years after. I reckon it was two thousand one. All right, it was a while after that, but I felt like it was just after. He'd well, because like big. four or five years later, he got like re-famous again because he slept with Paris Hilton. Oh, and he also started. That's the Paris Hilton <laughs> boning alarm. But he also. Uh, he he sta- released he, a couple of songs, but he he just started being like a. Uh, well, he's on like Broadway, Broadway and shit. Well, not yeah, Broadway. Australian What's the Australian Broadway. version? Uh, is it, what is it, Flinders Street? <laughs> Spencer. What a great story that I told worth interrupting over. <laughs> I'll see if I can find that photo. I'll post it on the Listen Now Please. account. Um, but on the on the actual first season of Australian Idol, the chick who came third or fourth, I think, Cosima DeVito, um, she actually had to quit the show because she got nudes or nodules on her vocal cords. Oh, th- um, <laughs> it sounded like she had to quit because she got nudes. She got nudes. No, that comes later after you're famous. Okay. Um, and she wanted to sing When the War Is Over and was told at the time by, I think, by the producers oh. that it's uh, not a song for, like, a female vocalist. Like, it's, she wouldn't the have The producers, a, like, the judges or behind the scenes? I'm pretty sure behind the scenes. That's like she had, a, had a, she had to have a bit of a battle to be able to sing it because they said that a female voice would not be strong enough to portray that sounds what like- was the original. That sounds like manufactured drama by a reality well, TV show to I me. I was 11, so I fucking fell for it. Clean and sinker. I've uh, pulled up the clip. Do you want to hear a bit of it? Yeah, refresh my mem. Oh, here she is. She's walking on a stage. What's she wearing? Is She's wearing a gold vest. A gold vest? Gold vest. Over a white singlet. But... Oh, yeah, that's, that's peak fucking... Whatever year it was. Something. I'll look it up. What is it? It is season one, apparently. The, the top comment is by George Siagos. Oh, it says, yes, This course. was chilling. This was her moment. One what? that I will never forget. Sorry, 2003. Great stuff, truly. Thank you, John Siagos. <laughs> uh, yeah, 2003. I take it back. 2003. So I was in year seven that year. <laughs> Wow, it's all gushing comments. Absolutely awesome talent. Loved hearing it on Idol and loving listening to it now. Wow, she really proved those producers wrong. Mark Holden. The judge. Oh, he's standing. Touchdown! Oh, he's given it a touchdown. Whoa, and that's high praise from him. Touchdown from I love you and I just I think cause touch because he was gridiron? He was a gridiron player, Mark Holden, famously. So that's why he gives <laughs> touchdown as a compliment, I guess. Let's just finish oh, the yeah, okay. album. So it closes with it's a song I hadn't heard before. No, nor have I but had I. And so it starts with this sort of mini in oh, like it it's like a mini tune introduction. And this is the one about the roadie who passed that's right. in the accident. It's called Letter to Alan. He's singing literally about the accent. You know, you can't 
Leave that cab alive. Fuck. Takes a real hard left hand turn mm-hmm. though. A little guitar kicks in. That's a pause. That's a proper pause. A sort of twangy kind of guitar. Oh, it's just a fucking rocking tune. By the sounds of it, reading through like Jimmy's book and all that, I feel like this is what Alan would have enjoyed. Right. You know, like he sounded like just a rough old dude that loved this kind of shit. Yeah. Like when he talks about the roadies. Mm. Pig. They all had animal names. Pig. Mouse. Something. Rat. Again, the classic bridge. Yeah. I love that. The big slow it down again. The bangers slow down and the and vice versa for the slow ones. And then shreds. a headbanger that one yeah I like the bridge gives you neck a break <laughs> yeah that's why they do it they're all about giving your neck a break <laughs> that's something you don't know about they're all into myrotherapy <laughs> ergonomic again uh, what a belter what a good a, album a, closer yeah the, again the bookends of the banger oh, rock and bangers to open and close the album so fuck it's such a good album it is so, yeah, so that's the album. What do we we want to give it our scores? What do you give it? So, so far we've been, every album's got a better score than the last for both yeah. of us. Yeah. Uh, I gave the live album the perfect score of zero. Of although zero. David Quirk, our guest last week, told us that we can always get, degrees go to negatives. It's true. But yeah. then what's the point of a scale if we escape the scale? But I'm going to give this album, oh, I think I'm going to I'm gi- stressed. I don't know what I'm going to give it. I am giving it. Another zero degrees. That's uh, one degree cooler than East. Yeah, I think I just like it a little bit more, but I love East as well. How about you? I like East and Swing Shift better, so I'm going to give it a three. Three, great. So the and not a three in like a bad three, but in no, like a three a, is very I've got, chilly. I've got preferables. I'd be wearing a coat and scarf. Absolutely. So I think um, for those who don't know, the the scale is. The colder it is, the more we love it, mm-hmm. and uh, you, sort of golf scores. You want your your chisel to be as cold as how possible. cold is your chisel? How cold is your cold chisel? Um, and what about what what are your two tracks? So we're also putting together unofficial greatest hits albums, which is basically eliminating uh, the big singles and all the greatest hits tracks, and we're picking two from each album. Um, and you can fi- in the uh, description of the show, you should get a link there to our, the Spotify playlists that have all of those in there. Oh, do we have the playlists up? Yeah. Sick. We have uh, the playlists up. up. Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to say my obvious one. So the ones that can't be in uh, track one, two, and three, you've got Nothing I Want by River Forever Now. They're all uh, greatest hits. And also When the War Is Over. I reckon all the others are up for grabs. Except I'm going to say. Pan. I'm off Taipan. Well, you don't have. I'm not saying you can 
<laughs> you have to choose it. I'm saying it's available. Mm-hmm. It's standing up. You know, you're a captain in primary school. You can pick your team. Oh, Ta- Taipan is standing at the end of the uh, end of the line, looking nervous. And I'm gonna look pick Taipan me, dead me. in the eye and look straight past him. Well, I'm gonna say my first is, a, which is a definite lock, and I haven't fully made up my mind on my second one yet. But letter to Alan. Letter to Alan. Is in for me. Nice. What about you? Do you have? I think I'm going to go with uh, Hound Dog yep. and Wild Colonial Boy. Yeah, they're, they're two on my shortlist for my next pick. They are the two, uh, the two. other ones. <laughs> and I think I'm going to – I think – because I'd done this a couple of weeks ago. I had Letter to Alan and Hound Dog. But I'm wondering about Wild Colonial Boy. Hound Dog is just a banger. It's a rock it is cranker. A rock dog. I'm going to say Letter to Alan and Hound Dog. I'll stick with it. But Wild Colonial Boy is fantastic. So I think to me the opening three tracks, absolute highlights, and then Hound Dog, Wild Colonial Boy, When the War is Over, and Letter to Alan. So there's, I mean, talking about a 10-track album, seven of them are absolute highlights. Taipan is a grower, not a shower. And um, no good for you and numbers fall. I think are rock solid album tracks as well. That's how I, that's how you put together a perfect album. It is a perfect album. I like every song on it. Um, Some of them I love hard. You know, be, like all time greatest songs of all time. Of all time. That's the double. If you if you <laughs> double, double the double. all time, yeah. <laughs> um, while we're here, do you have uh, a? Alternative greatest hits from the Swing Shift album because we forgot to put one in. Oh, last week. oh. okay. Well, you want to go I'll give first? You, yeah, I'll give you give you a second. I am gonna whack in the live version of My Turn to Cry because it was on my short list for East and missed out to Never Before and Tomorrow. Uh, and then I thought it was just an absolute yes. cracker on the live version oh, as well. The, I mean, for the most part. Their live versions are be- like take the studio yeah. versions. I think, I think up we've a notch. done the test and we were trying to prove it otherwise, but no, the live maybe, versions. Maybe are... not all of them, but generally speaking, I think that would be true to say. Yeah. I think even though they don't love it, I reckon the Shipping Steel album version I, I like more than a lot of their live versions, ah. which is probably an unpopular opinion. What? I'm going to say, and it we heard it last night at Mossy's show, I'm going to say One Long Day. One Long Day? Because that just takes the live. Uh, it takes a, a great album track, a long builder, which I'm yep. a I'm a big builder fan. Big about the builders. And it, it goes even harder. Yep. It builds bigger. Bigger. So before we close up the show, let's let's open up the letter bag, which people will now understand why we call it letters to Alan. Letter. Yeah. Thank you for your patience while we explained what all of this means. Cool. So. Um, what have we got here? We have got from, we've got a couple of, we've got a few emails actually. I'll read a couple out for the time Great. being. For people, if you do want to email in with any of your thoughts, get us at listennowpod at gmail.com. You can also find us on social media at listennowpod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Um, we've got one from Caroline who has signed off as Kaza, so she's definitely an Australian. <laughs> Uh, love your fat chats. I'm on you with the listen out, listen now scenario. Mind blown. Live version of Bow River gives me the tingles. Yes. Also has requested in excess as the next band that oh, we do. Cool. More Australiana. Love that. Uh, and who else should we grab today? 
Uh, thanks for writing go. in, Kaza. Thanks, Kaza. You bloody legend. You bloody ripper. I'd love to have a beer with Kaza. I'd love to have a beer with Kaz. Uh, we got Luke from London. Uh, as a UK listener, I have never even heard of Cold Chisel before this podcast. I've been listening along to the albums in time with the pod, and I have to say I'm enjoying discovering this music I've never heard before. Would even tentatively call myself a fan. Oh, sick. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Uh, especially like K-San, it has big Born in the USA vibes. Uh do you have a link for this Wikipedia site you keep going on about? Uh, <laughs> Sounds <it's> very super useful. <laughs> it's on a very el- elusive site, but I yeah, I have never been able to find the algorithm to track it down. Yeah, I think. But you I just think if you uh, type into the onto the webs, yeah, and uh, if you type into the Google machine, type in into the webs, <laughs> and then you should be able to find Whack it. Whack a peed on you. Yeah, that's that it. I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. But it's if you can track it down, it's got a whole lot of like knowledge about different yeah, things. Yeah, just just like stuff about stuff. So useful. Hard to explain, but yeah, basically it's like a it's like an emporium of knowledge. Yeah, it's it's like an encyclopedia. Mm, but I don't see it. I don't see it in that way. On, no. on the on the line on the on the web. No, on the internet. you've lost me there. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, good one. What was his name? That one, Luke. Luke, Luke from so London. Oh, Luke from London. I'm coming over to London, Luke. Oh, Luke. I should say this. I always forget to plug stuff, but I'm doing a stand-up show in London on the 7th of December. Why don't you come and watch me stand up and perform comedy? Come and That's say at the Bill Murray. Gay. And you can find out tickets for any other London listeners at mattstewartcomedy.com slash gigs. Nice. And I'll put, like, if, I'll, if I'm anywhere else, I'll put that up there as well. So why not just check? And the random chance that I might be in your town. Is somewhat likely. Sam, why aren't you checking? Uh, You've got a keyboard there. Why are you <laughs> mime keyboarding on the table? <laughs> I didn't want to break it. Okay, fair enough. So, uh, yes. Is, yes. Did you have any more letters or are we wrapping up the letters to Alan Bag? We will wrap up the letters to Alan Bag. We've got a few more that will be relevant to the next episode. Great. So well, for that. we are... Uh, Ending the show here, as it must do. As it does. All good things must come to an end. But uh, next week we're going to be talking about 20th century. So uh, get into listening to that in the meantime. It is their basically their breakup album, but but, uh, spoiler alert, they figure it out and get back together. But (laughs) more than once. It is their it is their breakup album, and I'm looking forward to talking about it very much so. Hell yeah. But anyway, as we always say here. Goodbye, Astrid. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) You forgot. I did. (laughs) This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.